Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watch Jace and the Wheeled Warriors with my guest, Jason Waite. Jason uses he, him pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. But when your wheels get you there, things will turn out right. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit awkward talking into a handheld microphone. Um, <laughs> Feels less awkward for me if it helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not usually how I do the show, but um, it does give me a really nice bass to my voice, which uh, I personally hate. So <laughs> oh, cool. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's going to make me incredibly dysphoric when I'm editing it. Who cares? Oh, God. Can Honestly. you not just tweak the EQ now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll fuck with it in post. Jason Waite. Yeah. Creator of Starship Goldfish. Mm-hmm. Writer on Red vs. Blue. Sometimes. Gen Lock. Uh, now and then. Sometimes. Just once, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red vs. Blue more so than Genlock. Yeah. But Genlock is like co-airing on Adult Swim and shit. Yeah, it's so a, like you on got... fucking Toonami now. It's, yeah. Um, you know, Child Me would be absolutely... Yeah, I don't know if it's really processed for any of me, let alone Child Me. Yeah, I mean, I've had you on the show a few times. Um, hmm. I feel like we've been consistently on and off doing like an episode a year since I was in college. Let's just pretend weird. that we were meant to do that all yeah. along. As, yeah, we, so we do one a year as, as a Absolutely. tradition. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned when, when you walked in the door, because we actually get to like hang out and record in person, which mm-hmm. is weird. Which is strange. Usually, last time I did one of these, I was in London, I think. Yeah, you mentioned when you came in, you were like, hey, I remember that first time that we recorded and I like forgot to record for an hour. <sighs> I, was I was like, oh, shit. cool. I was, I was like, yeah, I think there was a glitch. I think it glitched. I got hacked by a virus. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely didn't just forget to press record. But it's funny when you're in when you're in L.A., especially when you run in like animation circles, because like my partner, Reed, knows a lot of animation people. They're like, oh, we're hanging out with our friend Jason. Then I show up and it's you. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I know this person. And that makes me look cool, which is great. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be far away from home. So people think that (laughs) being associated with me is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that there's definitely a circle of like animation people that would consider you a very cool person. Oh, good grief. Anyway, so it's Jason the Wheeled Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Did you, you did watch this as a kid? Uh, I did watch this as a kid. It was on, don't know quite which channel, but it was on British television in the 90s. I probably... You guys only have one channel there anyway. That's not so. true. Oh, okay. Even, yeah, yeah, basically we had one channel sometimes. Half of the time it was just, you know, air raid siren warning tests, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, so on a, early on a Sunday morning, they would put on all kinds of shit on Channel 4. Whatever they could just buy from the international market, it seemed like. like oh, kids will watch anything. Right. Jason the World Warriors had my name in it, and I was just like, okay. I'm not really into cars or botany, but Jason the World Warriors with its, its car-based, plant-based combat. Having not been into cars, I feel like you, you had a lot of animation that wasn't really available to you. It's oh, like, well, Transformers yeah. and Turbo Teen, you know, the classic that everybody loved growing Absolutely. up, Turbo yeah. Teen. I don't care if the robot turns into a big bus. You've just made the robot worse. <laughs> you know? what, what, what kind of stuff were you like into as a kid? Was it like Space Kid, Dinosaur Kid? Uh, I guess I Count Duckula. Did you ever see Count Duckula? 
I, I have it on the list for the show. I've never seen an episode. So it's yeah, about, I heard that's pretty wild. Do, do you know the premise of... I've seen some pictures, but I've never seen an episode. So it's David Jason who was in... A, he was the main character uh, in Only Fools and Horses, which is a classic British sitcom from the um, 80s and um, possibly slightly early 90s. And um, he does the voice of Count Duckula, who's this vampire who only eats vegetables. He's got fangs and everything, and he lives in this mad old castle, and he has this um, Alfred-type assistant who's, you know, overseeing his family lineage right. and pushing him to drink human blood, <laughs> and he's just not having any of it. It was really does, good Does he do, like, time. superhero stuff, or does he just fuck no, around? He's just like a vampire comedic. just getting into scrapes. Okay. You know, he just has really unlucky, he's a massive idiot. Right. You know, so Sounds it's like... great. It part, it's very British, I suppose, in its own way. Yeah. But that was before we decided we wouldn't make cartoons anymore, I think. Oh, that's that's interesting. I haven't really seen any British animation oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Funny. Cause, so, so, so comedy. Banana Man. That's what everybody always talks about. <laughs> everybody loves Banana Man from the UK. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it someday. Was it on telly over here on the television? No. No. Right. But every time I have like, a British like, guest on there, like, yeah, they're like, Banana Man. I'm like, okay. Oh my I guess. God. That's so funny. Yeah, he was, Banana Man, I think, was in the Dandy comic. So there was the mm. Beano and the Dandy. And they were like... Mad Magazine equivalents, but for definitely four kids. It was all comics. Right. And there were just these skits, different characters doing different skits. It was like, you know, spy versus spy equivalent type stuff, you know. Right. Except just way, way more English. There was a Scottish character. It was very inclusive inside the realm of the British Isles. Mm -hmm. Children's satire magazine seems like such a funny concept because it's like hey kids what about parents right oh school sucks <laughs> yeah and like Don't the you taking naps and there's like a character who just farts a lot and the kids are like yeah this is exactly this is what i'm into this is my caliber i've been waiting for this all my life right <laughs> you know american cartoons of that era are their own entire animal they're just toy adverts you know yeah. You were telling me earlier about Jason and Will Warriors. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that I've been watching a lot lately on the show, like I feel like the bread and butter of this podcast is like 80s and 70s Hanna-Barbera when they were really pumping it out. Right. And Ruby and Spears productions. They made like Rambo, The Forces of Freedom. They made Police <laughs> Academy, the series and Rubik the Amazing Cube. And it's like, oh, this is the most just like corporate bullshit <laughs> it's just so funny to watch like a cartoon about like a magic rubik's cube and they're like love this rubik's cube and i'm like i do he's great <laughs> he's very funny yeah there was a lot of agenda pushing you know like captain planet was a perfect example yeah if you had like lefty parents i guess they were just kind of like okay well, if you're gonna sit down and melt your brain in front of anything but then you have like rambo versus the what was it rambo and the force of freedom the force of freedom yeah you know if you've seen if the, rambo first blood the only one that I've seen. I did that last week. So like I watched Rambo First Blood and then I immediately watched the cartoon and I was like, Rambo's getting kids off crack. Cool. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Just yeah. say no to drugs. Because people <laughs> couldn't deal with the fact that it was it was meant to to be, a, uh, you know, um, against yeah, uh, the military. Yeah, anti-war, anti-establishment. Yeah. Anti yeah. And, you know, this person who'd been tortured into this, you know, like what is an action hero really? It's like they're an insane person who's been tortured into only being good for killing. And it's like, what does he do when he gets home? And it's like, the cartoon for kids? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's a recruitment tool, and it keeps the kids shut up on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. And I haven't seen First Blood Part 2 or, or the other one or the other other one or the other 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 one. So who knows? Maybe the, uh, they're all about him getting kids off drugs. <laughs> no. Rambo, as it progresses as a film series, is all fucking just like, hey, you're like blowing stuff up, shooting things, 
That's kind of what I assumed. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, we need to break you out of retirement, Rambo. I mean, I'm sure there are books about the turn that Rambo took, but the, the, the cartoon is sort of like a symptom of all of that. Isn't it? Yeah, right. And just making R-rated content kid-friendly. Mm. Great. Always Ab- great. Absolutely. Murder. Thumbs up. <laughs> so, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Yes. This show is insane. <laughs> it's about Jace. Jace is pretty cool. Just boring white dude. Oh, they basically, they try not to introduce Jace, it feels like, because he's just like the Luke Skywalker character. Right. But no fan of Star Wars is like, well, my favorite character is Luke, because he's, you know, the most complex and interesting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. I will do it. I'm going to do the thing, you know. I mean, I think that I didn't realize how Star Wars derivative this was until we got around halfway through. And they introduced the Han Solo guy, whatever his name was, like Dirk Star sticker or something <laughs> and I'm just... like oh god it's Han Solo they're all Star Wars adjacent it's like a Han Solo name generator yeah Dirk Star Juice because you've got you've got what you've got boring white main guy uh-huh. you've got annoying little sister and annoying little like Orko style friend yep old gay wizard mentor <laughs> <laughs> and roguish smuggler who yes. comes along for the money but slowly becomes good friends well he becomes good friends straight away so Kind of, yeah. So I guess we should probably explain what it is in some sort of light terms. Yeah, sure. So it's about cars who hate each other. And some of the cars are plants. Some of the cars are plants. <laughs> so there's this this villain whose name made me think, oh, it's a Japanese cartoon. He, he's named Saw Boss. He's a boss. He's got a saw. Well, it's like a big plant monster, but there's a saw involved somewhere. When he turns into a car, there's a saw involved. Right. But it's a Canadian, it's a French-Canadian production. It does not have that excuse to call a villain Saw Boss. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was really confused by by the name Saw Boss because I thought they were trying to say like something mystical spacey. It was sure. like Zardoz or Garbolg or whatever. Like that's what the 80s cartoons were. It was either Skeletor or it was like Giebelgoop. Yeah, exactly. It makes it easier to remember for a child. Yeah, right. You know. No, saw boss. You know, it's like, no, you haven't heard that word before. If you call him saw boss, well, those are two words that Charles has probably heard before. That's confusing. Right. Anyway, um, and it's about these, uh, there's a, uh, this boy, Jace, and his wizard friend, and his little, as you say, annoying little sister, and a little tiny animatronic robot with a lance, uh, and then a giant flying whale, and all of their vehicles. Basically, it's like a whole toy line right. against the plant monster people in their cars that have smashy balls and stabby points on them. You can very much tell that this was based off a toy line. Yeah. I was reading the Wikipedia before we watched the episode, or after I watched the episode, I guess, before we recorded. And this is what it says. It says, Mattel ordered an animated series to promote the toy line, but development on this did not start until after the toys had already been produced and sales of the toys had been disappointing. When the animated series premiered, it had a vastly different storyline, and aside from the vehicles and their names, nothing linked to the toys to the animated series, so the show did little to boost toy sales, but the show was really successful. Mm. So they were like, let's do another toy line that's closer to the series, I guess. It's quite damning of the the studio that made the cartoon. Because it's like, hello, we'd like to sell some toys. And it's just like, well, that doesn't really fit with my agenda as a 1980s <laughs> you know, uh, creative psychopath. <laughs> Which so- is to fuel my cocaine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It screams coke. And I mean, they do make an episode. So in the intro, there's a bit where, you know, Jace's super cool car... 
is like, hey, I need a hand. And then his little sister presses a button and there's a, a gun on the top of it. And then that the gun separates, fires off its own little jet, despite being like totally in, a, in aerodynamic. It's just right. like a big chunky thing. It's like, pew! And then lands on his car and then it saves the day. And it's just like, oh, they're modular. You have to buy more than one of the toys. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, so then they tried to do a second toy line based on the show. Didn't take. Never went into production. So the show made one season... You know, and that's how it worked a lot of the time with these things. Like, you get 26 episodes, it's a bittersweet ending, but uh, it lasted while it lasted. It did. And, and then the the ones that are most fondly remembered eventually get VHS and DVD releases, and the Turbo Teens of the world do not. Amazing. It's funny that Captain Planet would have, like, a successful, you know, oil-based plastic toy line. And, right. And uh, <laughs> Jason the Wheeled Warriors, which is about driving cars, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can definitely tell sometimes when you're like, oh, the, the toy line about, like... People that ride around on the backs of dinosaurs with guns on them, laser guns, yeah, that's going to sell. Yeah. Like, that's going to sell fucking gangbusters. Sure. This is uh, your classic 80s cartoon full of only white people. Mm-hmm. Space, all white people. Uh-huh. Great. Yep. Series of, there's, there's a, there's, they cut straight to a, uh, like a, a Moroccan bazaar in the second and third episodes. Right. Because that's what all structures are like in the future, according to Star Wars, which of course is just a ripoff of Jason and the Wild Warriors. Right. Um, weird how George Lucas developed that time machine to go back in time and rip off this great cartoon I know but. it's amazing um, you know there's so I mean somebody should write a book the whole thing it just it, 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 it reeks of a room full of people who think children are very very stupid and I'll, I'll start okay so I start to see a pattern from the, the, the opening sequence onwards <laughs> so there's a bit where um, there's uh, you know they're on this big plant based highway because somehow there's a plant thing growing between enormous structures and right. they, they drive along them. This is in episode one or episode two? This huh. is in the opening sequence of the cartoon. Okay, sure. And our wizard friend, okay, wizard friend, he, he, he defeats one of the plant cars. I think his name was Gillian. Gillian. Maybe. Gillian the Gay Wizard. This is his <laughs> full name for respect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Gandalf the Grey, but it's Gillian the Gay. It's great. <laughs> Gillian defeats one of the plant people and then... He like turns to the camera and he like he licks his finger and then like draws a, a notch in the air, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool, you know, he's proud of his kill, whatever. But but then they draw the notch in the air, you know, it's like, okay, well, I got it from the motion, but like, okay, well, whatever. But then there's like a, a serif, you know, so there's like a, a points and a foot, a full number one, massive in the air with rainbows emanating from it, and then he sort of gestures around it with his hands like. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall as he looks in the camera. He's like, how fucking stupid do you think a child... We know what... Oh, my God. You, you can feel the producer saying, like, mm, they might not get it. Yeah, dumb <laughs> yeah. it down. Dumb it down. It's like five stages of dumb it down. <laughs> I think we need more. <laughs> so it's like, should I just get rid of it? No, no. It's the core emotional point of the, right. of the intro sequence. Well, I mean, I love that they just get right into it. Like, the theme song for the show fucking rocks. Like, we were talking all about oh my it. God. It's, it's very just, like, 80s. It's powerful. Yeah. I would just listen to it for fun. It slaps. Yeah, yeah. If, really I, if I was going to make an animated series, that that's what it would sound like. Yeah, and totally. Um, I would show them that and say, make this, but exactly the same. But it's not going to say Wheeled Warriors. It's going to say whatever my stupid show is called. Exactly. It it really suggests the show's a lot better than it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that immediately. Ten seconds into the first episode, they're already just talking about like the monster minds, the magic roots, the wheeled war, all of this shit. And you're like, yeah, you're just jumping right into it. Like the third word in this fucking show is monster mind, and the tenth word is saw boss. And you're like, oh my <laughs> god. Like, oh, okay, okay. Hang on. Wait, wait. I think I've got some paper and a pen. Yeah, <laughs> taking notes with like crayons as a kid, just like I don't. Oh god, this is gonna be a test. <laughs> How am I gonna follow the plot? I mean, Jesus Christ, there's so many people. Yeah, it um, it it 
it, it does not think its audience is very intelligent, but it also assumes that they can remember a lot of things. Yeah, and also it's just one of those things where they're just going to pile it on you constantly. They're always going to say each other's names. They're going to be like, Adam Smasher, get out here. Go buy the toy at Walmart. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It has all these moments in, in the first episode where it's like you could see what they had planned to do. So, so Okay, so character A needs to be involved in situation A. Um, it's like, okay, well, uh, we place them near it. And it's like, oh, fuck, how do I get them in? How do I get them in? And then it's just like, hi, I'm here to help you win the day. And it's just like, oh, helping us win the day is very welcome. Come in. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's just really fucking stilted. And you can also tell constantly that they're putting characters in situations that they can be brought out of with as little animation as possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <You're> like- <laughs> it's on like sixes, you know, like some like animations on, uh, you know, two, f- two frames. Of, two, yeah, one Every two frames, there's a drawing, you know, right, or in right. threes sometimes, you know, sometimes ones, I guess. But it's not like sixes, like one in every five, one every six frames out of 25 fucking frames a second. It's just like. Right. <clears throat> and Reed was pointing out that like sometimes like things will move at different like frame rates and other things. Like some things will be on six and some things will be on nine. And you're like those barrel. They didn't even like really try. Yeah. There. Well, I think that's because that distracts you from the fact that like certain elements are just like trundling on two frames and other things. Right. Are, so it's just like, oh, there's this, there's stuff going on, you know? <laughs> and the performances in the show are all insane. Like Jace does an okay job and Monster Mind or whatever the fuck his name is, Sawboss, he's okay. He's good. The little sister is a Ye- fucking trap. Every single time that she talks, I'm like, go back 10 seconds. What did she just say? Don't you think I'd tell you? All right. I won't be nasty, but... I wish Jace wouldn't treat me like I was a nerd. Yeah, (laughs) it's not super clear. (laughs) Like there was one part where she says, she keeps on saying something that's either like, Jace keeps calling me, Jace thinks I'm a nerd or Jace thinks, doesn't think I'm unnerved or something like that. And I'm like, I I still don't know what she actually said at that point in the in the episode there's no way to get subtitles we're watching on youtube (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna pay for this shit (laughs) i wish jace wouldn't treat me like i was a nerd my thoughts are so scattered on the show because it's really interesting it's like um it's like the film wayne's world right it doesn't really follow a lot of plot conventions it's like it really stands out by just by the fact that it has not conformed to anything we expect it to conform to right Um, and you're saying that's a good thing about wayne's world but a bad thing about this or you're saying that rocks in both situations (laughs) i think wayne's world was had the warmth of floor in so many way, ways despite being one of my favorite films Wayne's World totally sucks really yeah yeah we just watched it together ways. earlier this week yeah I, I, I fucking love I really enjoy watching Wayne's World but okay. the mistakes it make because uh, you judge a show by uh, sorry a film by its lowest point like the thing it gets worst I guess you could do that if you were a complete cynical no, okay no, well okay well maybe <laughs> I, I think, can't speak for anybody else but I think personally as far as a movie that's just like sketch after sketch after sketch based on an snl sketch mm. i think that movie kind of pulls it off it, it definitely was part of the zeitgeist of the time as well yeah that's true it definitely influenced a lot of like comedy going forward and sure. you like watch you know like youtube shows and stuff like that now it's like oh this is wayne's world Sure. Still. Yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it, like I said, it's one of my favorite films. Um, and what it introduced to comedy was really, really valuable. Um, but it was so experimental and it did really. OK, so, for example, uh, Cassandra, um, the, uh, what was the name of the actress that played? Tia Carrera. And you've got, uh, you know, this this uh, antagonist character who's uh, like, oh, you know, I'm fucking uh, Rob lawyer, Lowe. Rob, Rob Lowe's right. lawyer slash uh, uh, fucking TV exec, uh, music exec type of mix 
he's sort of you can never really quite work out what he is. But <laughs> before Wayne, you know, saves the day, she's just decided to marry him off screen after being like, I don't, I'm not into the guy, fucking whatever. And you never see them interact. And suddenly they're getting married. Right. And it's like, oh, you, re- okay, cool. But you do have to s- say when those things happen. Well, I think, I think that's just part of that movie's sort of fantasy elements. Like it also ends with the Scooby-Doo ending. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ending of Wayne's World is its own thing. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, the, the metaphor I was trying to make really, or, or what I was trying, the comparison I was going to try and make is that this does not follow the conventions that we even expect of 80s toy commercials. Like the, the, it has a very tenuous grip on its own plot. And when it, right. in, when it introduces characters and tries to explain uh, through exposition what they're going to do and what the purpose of all that is, they're not very clear about it, you know. Like the, um, the little robot at the begin- at the, in the first episode. Oon? You know, Oon, I should say. Right, with the lance. Yeah. Yes. And Jace walks up to a cliff and he holds his ring up, up high and he, you know, very proudly he's just like, I'm going to, you know, find my dad and I'm going to stop the soul boss. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because Oon immediately says, I'm going to go too. And the rest of the episode he's like, I'm so scared. I don't want to be here. And it's like, <laughs> why did you immediately offer to join in? Your motivation makes no sense. It doesn't at all. Yeah, he's just like... Terrified, terrified robot. Stuttering constantly. Master, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jesus. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of conflict there when the small, terrified character is acting terrified all the time, you know? It's like, could there have been a bigger character? Could there have been some sort of juxtaposition? But one of the things that I thought was funny is that when he goes up onto the cliff beside Jace, he's like, and I'll help you out with my magic lance. Right. The lance hasn't been mentioned so far. (laughs) We've seen no employment of the lance in any situation. It's like, and my magic lance. I don't think in two episodes we see him do anything magic with it. No. It's just sort of there. No. It's very funny, I think. I think that that a big issue for me in this first episode was I, I really doubt the characters' motivations at every turn because we don't really know much about them. They're very just like basic characters. You don't really know anything about their history. They live in a, a magical dome that only goodness can get inside of. The villains can't get inside of it. Whenever they try to, they're like eviscerated or something. Sure. So they live inside this magical dome that only goodness can get inside of. And then the little Orko motherfucker, his name is Oon, but he's basically Orko from He-Man. Like, he's, sure, he's sure. just the obnoxious sidekick. He comes back, he's running away from the plant villains, and he, like, tells them this entire bullshit story about, like, oh, yeah, your dad was trying to design a plant that everybody could eat, and it would create peace on Earth, and then the plants turned evil and immediately tried to murder us, and they're called the Monster Minds, and blah, 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 mm. and they're evil. And it's like, well, this whole entire thing, like, reeks of, like, young adult dystopian novels where the main character is like, I live in a perfect society. And then he realizes that they're slaughtering people and eating them or something. And he's like, never mind, they're the bad guys. Well, that's interesting. I, yeah, I saw uh, Promare, Promar? What's, how do you pronounce it? The new studio trigger film. Oh, I haven't seen it. One of the concepts in it is, is this kind of like, hey, we may be the villains at the very start, but actually we're trying to stop you from messing us up all the time, you know? Right. And yeah, I mean, Sorbos and his cronies, they were going to be eaten. And they were just like, oh, how about we just really inconvenience all of you instead by attacking your buildings with diggers? Right. And Un's whole story just sounds like bullshit to me, where he's like, your dad was trying to do something so noble. And then there was an evil, like, eclipse or something, and it made all the plants turn to life. And also they're evil. And I'm like... That's not how yeah. it happened. You guys did something really fucked up. You Absolutely. messed up. We'll see. Trying this, to cover it this, up. The, okay, so we could probably plan an entire alternate plot of this film because, uh, sorry, this the show because at the beginning when the dad has that weapon, there's like a solar flare or something. All the plants go crazy. Up until that point, he's been trying to make a good plan, right? But when he gets Una out of there, he's just like, "Come quick! Uh, the monster minds are pure evil." 
And it's like, wait, hang on. Listen, Jace's dad, if that is your real name, fucking, you were out here trying to make plants that were going to feed everyone. And when right. they turned evil and attacked, you already knew what they were called and the nature. It, it, right, were, exactly. <laughs> yeah. These and, are and evil plants. And you live in a, a society inside of a dome of pure goodness with your plant daughter and your human son and your gay wizard best friend. Yeah. And I don't know, like they have so much technology. Like this wizard, Gillian, has been designing battle trucks <laughs> for he has like 10 of them and he's like these are all controlled by a ring and you can go out there and fight the bad guys but there's no weapons on them for some reason even though i designed them for weaponry and it's like none of this makes any sense God. there's a lot more going on here below it, the it, surface it does make a lot of sense if you look at it from the angle of just like oh okay so chase's dad wants to wipe out what's left of humanity he's placed his son um somebody his son's age to continue the uh, i don't know she is related to them little plant girl but he's made she a she, tiny plant girl yeah she's like jace's little sister but they her name is flora they say she's made out of plant yeah she's a plant she's person, a plant girl little, little plant girl yeah and so jace's dad in some other location crashes this dome and has everything over him with evil he's already placed his immediate family and a co-researcher um, with their robot bodyguard in right. a safe dome. It's like, oh, your father, got, he got overwhelmed and now we have to fight back the plants. Like, you you killed all those people, Jace's dad. Yeah. You saved your own family. Why were you doing it? What? I'm just so sus any time that we see a show that's like, these are the people in power and somebody else is trying to take away their power and they're the good guys for keeping <laughs> their power. I'm like, no, I'm, I feel like the monster minds are like a grassroots effort to take you down because you're a shithead. Yeah, it's possible. Who knows? I mean, we don't really get to speak to them. They're just like, get them. I really want that root. Yeah. And Which then, is its own great, like, gif meme, I suppose. It's like, I need that root. Give me that root. Right. <laughs> oh, we were talking about it before. This show, if it was more popular, definitely would have had memes. Oh, absolutely. There would be like a SpongeBob level. Well, probably not SpongeBob, but like He-Man. You know, like everybody's always making He-Man video edits and things like that. Mm. This show deserves it. There's some very He-Man non sequiturs throughout. Yeah. Everybody's always talking about, I don't know, lead. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, because they okay. So the Han Solo character, right? Um, I have his name written down somewhere in here. I'll find it while you're talking. Okay, he just shows up with a big ship, and he's like, "Hey, this is my big ship, and I need a, I needed special parts." It's like, "Hey, will you help us Herb do a Storm thing?" Storm Sailor, and they they summon him from space. He's up there, and then they like gravitate him down with like a big magnet because their dome is about to be destroyed. Isn't Storm Sailor and Skywalker? They're sort of co. They're sort of linked. Yeah, it's really compound similar. Words. It's really similar. So Herc Storm Sailor. Yeah. He's got he's basically Han Solo with a ponytail. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ponytails. Like, yeah, Han like, Solo is cool enough, but like what if he just like had a long, nasty, braided, oily, greasy ponytail oh, coming yeah. off the back of his head? That'd be cool. He has like eighteenth century leggings with a sort of like uh roughs around the sort of uh the upper thigh. Just like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man's man. Han Solo. Yeah. So he fucking shows up, helps him out with this big ship, and is like, hey, will, we pay, will it be paying in gold to be okay with you, Han Solo archetype? And he's just like, oh, that's definitely a fucking mountain of gold. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely want to take all that money. He's super giddy about it. He fucking, you know, goes, they go through everything. And then at the end, he's like, great, well, now time to tuck into all this delicious gold or whatever. And he's holding a bar of the gold, and everything fades and turns to lead. 
And he's like holding an ingot of raw fucking lead with his bare hands. And he's like, this is lead. And the real, the real thing is, is like, okay, so that's, it's a wizard and a little boy living under a bubble. And you show up and are like, all of this gold? <laughs> Question mark. And you're like, yeah. mm, yes, okay, absolutely. And then when time comes around for you to be tricked, you're like, this is lead. Immediately identifying a base metal on site. Uh, this is fucking lit. This is lit. That's the meme. It's every episode. He's like, he gets offered something. There was a, a gold vase in episode two, and he's like, hey, this is lit. Right. That was the insane. That was the funniest thing to me was that I was like, okay, so they tricked him with the lead. That makes sense. In the second episode, they give him a gold vase, mm. and he's like, wait, this is lead. And you're like, this happens to you every. What the fuck? Yeah. This happens to you every week. He gets every week. He gets completely utterly trolled after spending a solid twenty minutes risking his life. Uh, for these people he doesn't know. Well, that's the hilarious thing is at the end of episode one, he's like, you guys ripped me off. You were supposed to give me gold. You gave me lead instead. I'm going to hang out with you and be best friends and risk my life every week until you pay me. It's like, <laughs> no, you guys need a mediator. Like, take this to the job of the hut archetype in this universe and find somebody who's going to beat the shit out of these people until they pay you the money they owe you. I just think he was Stupid. like, I would have accepted like a sandwich to do that job. I'm just crazy lonely. Yeah, he, he just needs friends. <laughs> Absolutely. I always wanted a wizard best friend friend <laughs> do that thing with the yeah. number one again <laughs> honestly just give him a love interest because now he's just like hanging out with like little kids and fucking orco mm. i reckon if the dad ever returns he'll be like you're not top of my utopian vision and he'll just like shank han solo on the spot get rid of him yeah it's just like sorry son he was evil it's like no i've just been hanging out with him for like months just like no <laughs> I've made you a plant mate. What more do you want, child? We're going to be the new humanity. <laughs> Humans were weak and ape-like. This show's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so Gillian the Gay Wizard gives Jace his dad's ring of power, mm. which I guess controls all of the machines that he's built, controls all the little cars, mm -hmm. but also allows Jace, and we don't see this until the end, to turn into a giant, like, rectangular, like a mirror like a or a pane card. of glass. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, like, it happened, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to fall to the ground and break. And then he just starts flying and, like, slicing through vines. I'm like, this is yeah, so really good. So Jace is in, like, mortal peril, and then the wizard whose name is... Gillian. Gillian. Yeah. Is just like, Jace, your ring. And as he's falling to the ground, he looks at his ring and there's like, you know, like the classic 80s bing and it sort of it's sparkles. It's basically a Green Lantern ring. Exactly. And then, you know, it has a cute little one frame like, and it just suddenly it's all over him, you know. And <laughs> yeah, and then he's a violent playing card for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like flying through the air, cutting through shit. So it's like, ah, yes, of course. Cool. The playing card. Like whoever, you can't make a flying playing card toy. Not really. I mean, it's glowing. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, what was doesn't that? Stand up on its own. It's just like a like a rectangle with him inside of it, like standing with his arms in like a T pose. Yeah, yeah. So he T poses <laughs> in a sort of glowing carbonite ingot that he's in, you know, and then just like flies around. Yeah. And then he's just like, fine. He's just like, oh, sure, good, sure, was uh, good job. I did that. I fucking well, because he he only learned about this power minutes ago. And now he's like, I have these rings. I can control the entire fleet. And then he just does it like yeah. so effortlessly. And it's yeah. like you. You could have been doing that the whole time. Man. Yeah. And like you didn't... died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's just so skilled at controlling these vehicles. And you're like, why? For what reason? <laughs> have you been like secretly training? There's not like a Mr. Miyagi moment where he's like, the, the wizard taught me how to do this. I know this. He oh, just God. knows. So the boy's a plant as well. Maybe he's like a swamp thing where he's a human being who has all of his own memories, but then was like turned into a, his corpse was turned into a plant thing. Everybody's plants. Yeah.
No, that's good. Yeah, I like, like everybody's plants that turns into cars. Their plants, plants dreaming their people. Anyway, um, yeah, fucking. So yeah, the, yeah, the wizard turns into that, and and the effects in this thing. There's a bit at the beginning where they meet um, Storm. Uh, Storm Sailor, honk, Herc Storm Sailor. Honk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <fucking>. honk spermy man. <laughs> he's like, I really need it. I am big pentameter, you know. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, we've got one of those. And the fucking wizard guy holds out his open palm, and there's like a circling rainbow effect, and then they no fade a, 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 an entire a, a spaceship part into his palm. It's like. Bing! yeah <laughs> it's like why even have the flourish well you have to think about it back in the day you know a fade effect wasn't as easy as it is now with computers oh, that suppose. probably would have taken a couple of hours you just put it closer to the lens now <laughs> you just you paint it really smaller then bring it closer into i have no clue <laughs> i don't know i have no <laughs> idea uh, i love this fucking show i mean it's very indicative of its time it's very much an 80s cartoon this show fucking rocks i'll probably watch more of this uh, yeah it's it's really it's really good okay so my thoughts are if there was uh an if we get the, the the rights to it just make a sort of mystery science theater um-esque thing you know watching it and just like riffing over the top of it because it's fucking ready that the, the episodes are 22 minutes long unheard of and and it's, there's so much wrong with it, but it, it's still really engaging. Stuff's flashing, stuff's blowing up, you know. And I'm really, I feel really bad in case anybody who ever worked on or created this show googles it one day, like, hmm, I wonder what people are saying about Jason the World Warriors. I haven't thought that show's been around for fucking what's that, thirty five, thirty six years? Fuck. And um, and they find our review. And they find the review. I think this is glowing. I think honestly, people- we're watching it. We're encouraging other people to watch it. It's like the room, right? It's just like we love it for its flaws, the warmth of a flaw. It's just genuinely a good time. And I wasn't even smoking when I watched this. Like, mm-hmm. if I was smoking out watching this with some friends, it's a time. This is a recommend. Yep. Yep. For sure. In fact, I think that we, that may happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the toy line now. Sawboss is so ripped. He's just here. I'll show you a picture. He's got abs, oh, pectorals, wow. and all of it. Man, Sawboss. His head's so big. Yeah. How much time does Sawboss spend in the gym each day? <laughs> Are those all vines? Well, he's on a plant-based diet, so, you know, he's oh, really, shut up. really cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Um, Jason, thank you so much for joining me this week. Yeah, not at all. Uh, where can people find you online? You uh, and Starship Goldfish. Well, so Starship Goldfish is youtube.com slash Starship Goldfish. And I'm at AJasonWaite on Twitter and Jason underscore Waite on Instagram. Awesome. What do I usually say here? It's lead. Yeah. <laughs> as always, it's lead. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter at Stop Tweeting Mia. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. And I'm here if you need to talk. Oh, isn't that the prettiest sight in the universe? <laughs> hey. Hey, what's going on? This is lead. <laughs>